Welcome, everybody, to Slab Stock's Week 6 NFL Recap Podcast. I'm your host, Nate, here with Aaron to talk to you about three good quarterbacks, three bad quarterbacks of the week, and a news and notes section, uh, which is relevant to fantasy purposes. Also, sometimes card prices, depending if a player is very in high demand, which I actually hear Nick Chubb is uh, going up in price. So that's a running back this, this year to look out for for card value purposes. There you go. If you missed out on Christian McCaffrey, maybe look into Nick Chubb. So, uh, Aaron, we'll start with the news and notes section here, and then we'll get into our the main body of our podcast. Lamar Jackson, I thought about putting him into our good quarterback section, but he really didn't have that great of a quarterback quarterbacking re- week. He did, all, um, however, have a great rushing week. So he threw for 236 yards and rushed for 152 yards and one touchdown. That's a lot of yards. <laughs> yeah, 152 yards was the most yards this week of any rusher, and he's a quarterback. <laughs> that will classically feel all the Twitter fire about Lamar Jackson's running back, stuff like that. Yep. Every, everywhere I look now, they're starting to say it again. <laughs> hey, he's winning games, though. Yeah, for sure. And last year, didn't he only have one loss before the playoffs? Yeah, so yeah. I like him. Yeah, no, he, games. he's awesome. He's been throwing the ball better. That's all it takes. Uh, you brought up Nick Chubb briefly, and Nick Chubb had a great a great game on Sunday, 124 yards, two touchdowns, which uh, is just a continuation of a good year for him. He's got a kind of a weird thing going. Five of his six touchdowns have been scored in two of his five games played. So for fantasy purposes, he looks like a guy that I want to say boom or bust. He's probably still getting like 10 points a week on the weeks he's not getting uh, touchdowns. But there's clearly a divide between his really good weeks and his bottom out weeks type of thing. Kind of reminds me of the next couple of receivers on the list too. Oh, yeah. The next receiver on the list. Well, yeah, definitely the next receiver on the list. Stefan Diggs had a career game, seven receptions. 167 yards and three touchdowns after all that complaining and all that wanting to get out of town. He got seven receptions, 167 yards, and three touchdowns. I'm, I'm sure that he is perfectly okay with where he's at now because he caught three touchdowns. He's so annoying. Yeah. I'm so frustrated. I mean, that's, you know, a good wide receiver gets what? 10 in a season. Yeah. You know, really, really good ones get, 14, 13, 14, 15. Usually the person that leads the league has like 15. He's uh, a third of the way to 10 in one week. So mm-hmm. if he's angry after this, you know, then they better trade him because there uh, there's no salvaging that relationship. Yeah. Um, speaking of relationships, uh, Tyreek Hill, for all his off-field stuff, uh, that he went through and has done. And, well, he didn't really go through. He caused it upon himself. First game back, the Chiefs did not give up on him, despite the fact that they gave up on Kareem Hunt for also doing bad things. First game back, five receptions, 80 yards, and two touchdowns. Let's make it clear that this is his second game back since the off-the-field issues, but first since injury. Yeah. yeah also... Left in my fantasy bench. I know I'm not supposed to be promoting my fantasy team, but maybe also, lose the week. If you were a good person, you would have dropped him. 
<laughs> just so the bad person on our microphone uh, would pick him up. Yeah, I still have Kareem Hunt on my bench, so <laughs> got no shame. Uh, Hunter Henry played week one, did well, got injured, missed the next couple weeks, came back this week, eight receptions, 100 yards, two touchdowns. He's so fragile, but I'm glad that he had a really good week. Yeah, very – very injury prone, was injured a lot last year, but hey, looking good. And I put a big bid on him in my fantasy league because I need all the help I can get from any position. I should uh, say. Robbie Anderson, put him in there. I know 92 of his yards came on one catch, and he went five catches, 125 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, the touchdown being a 92 yard touchdown. But I put him in there because uh, he was doing nothing at yeah. all. Uh, with the other quarterbacks in, and now Sam Darnold's back, and he becomes an interesting option again, along with Jameson uh, Crowder. Jameson Crowder. Mm-hmm. And um, I forget the tight end's name that was supposed to come back this week after suspension and then tore his hamstring and or injured his hamstring, and now he's going to be out for a while, but also an interesting option when he gets healthy. Uh, Trey Flowers, you know, uh, put him in the news and notes. He had two – Terrible, hence the face mask penalties. Really cost his team the game. Um, just atrocious of him to put his hand on the face masks like he did. A real, a real shocking uh, development from a guy that had never been called for hands to the face in his life. Uh, shout out to shout out to Trey Flowers for faking his way uh, into touching people's faces to give us the win. Yeah, really shout out to Trey Flowers. I'm pretty sure he bet on the Packers to win that game and uh, did whatever he could to make it look like he had a hands on the face mask without actually having a hands on the face mask. <laughs> also, shout out to David Bakhtiari for really selling it. Yeah. Um, and throw, shout out to the refs. I want to give the refs a quick shout out for, for a great, great called game. Um, really... Really, I thought it was excellent referee work. Definitely felt like we deserved this win, hundred percent. Best referee referee work I've ever seen. Yeah, uh, they had they play they called a fair game. It seemed like calls were going to both sides, not just one way, and all their calls were correct, and all their non calls were correct in my mind. Yeah, like that that pass interference that they didn't call. Yeah. So, uh, but in all seriousness, the refs were terrible. But I will say this, uh, and I saw Ian Kenyon said this the other day: if we didn't slow everything down to slow motion all the time, we would not have to deal with all of this. All oh, these refs are terrible. You know that that pass interference where the arm was on the chest. How quickly do you think before that ball got there, his arm got there? Yeah, Half see, a like, second, like in real know? time, it looked like a great play. Yeah. Um, so if we always slow down every single play, you're going to have all these plays. Now, that being said, the hands to the face was bad because the ref was right there. Right. Both times. Um, also, the Packers played a terrible game. Two drop touchdowns. A drop touchdown by Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. A drop touchdown by Jimmy Graham. Let me really, uh, a really quick. By Aaron Jones when we were driving. Yeah. I was just gonna say, Jimmy Graham is terrible. 
I cannot believe that he caught that second down pass at the uh, first down marker because he drops everything. He has no hands. And also, he only uses one hand most of the time and drops it too. Sorry. Ran yeah, yeah. I, that, that pass that he caught, though, was really nice. Yeah. If you watched it in slow motion, after complaining about slow motion, here I am talking about slow motion. <laughs> you watched it in slow motion, his hands were like a hand length in front of the other guy's hands, and the other defender was coming the other way. That ball was perfectly thrown. Perfectly thrown. Yeah. Um, Rodgers had a lot of vintage Rodgers throws. Oh, that, that throw to um, Lizard or Lazard in the end Lazard, zone. yeah. That was uh, the so throw nice. throw to uh, MBS on the sideline was extremely, extremely nice. He had one throw where he escaped the pocket and got a nice throw to Mercedes Lewis on the sideline. Um, so he had a great game. But between the two drop touchdowns and the dropped uh, – the fumble by Aaron Jones when we were in the uh, – in Lions territory and we were driving and the fumble on the uh, punt by Shepard that gave them the ball at our own like 20 yard line. And then the interception that went off of Shepard's face mask that he should have caught on the goal line and popped up (laughs) to the defender and they intercepted it and ran it back to our like 40 yard line. Like we had a bad game and then just drop passes in general we played a terrible game. Rodgers actually looked pretty good. If we didn't have all those drop passes, Rodgers' stats would have been amazing, and maybe he would have been one of the top three of this week. Um, but we didn't deserve to pl- win that game the way we played, and the refs really did give it to us. Those receivers are pretty much practice squad players because Shepard is so bad, like so bad. Like It was really hard to watch that guy play. Yeah. It's gone are the days of having Greg Jennings and James Jones and Don Driver and Jordy Nelson, at least three of those guys on the same team all the time. Mm-hmm. Those days are gone. Now we have Devontae and Lazard now. Yeah. Marcus Valdez-Scantling every once in a while. But yeah, he had a couple of good rough. catches. Yeah. It was a rough game. The refereeing was really bad. Um, but a win's a win. Yeah. I'll take it. And – before we get into this uh, quarterback talk, um, I'd like to just talk a little bit about some cards that came out today because it is a pretty big day in the football card market. So I figured as we were talking about the football of last weekend, I should mention this. Uh, this morning, Prism football in the NFL uniforms, first off the line, released this morning for $200 per box. However, it's different than in years past. Is not just a hobby configuration with some exclusives added in as first off the line it's actually a whole new box layout with two packs per box 10 cards per pack um and multiple exclusives there's like shimmers out of two shimmers out of seven uh some exclusive autographs i heard a lot of people saying that this is a group breaker products uh heaven with uh, boxes of prism that only contain 20 cards versus normally having to go through 12 cards, 12 packs, uh, so 144 cards in the whole box. Um, I think that this product, you know, it's going to be dependent on the players, but the exclusives look pretty good. So far in the open market on eBay, I hear that they're going between 250 and 275. I also hear that as the first wave of people need to flip them ASAP for credit card reasons, uh, once those sell, then they should sit around $300 on eBay. Um, I actually was lucky enough to get four boxes myself. I was really close to another four, but I had to switch up some addresses, so could not get those. 
Um, but yeah, hopefully the Kyler Murray, Daniel Jones, and Dwayne Haskins uh, produce as the season goes, and really one player will carry that product. But just thought I'd briefly mention that just because it was one of the biggest releases of the whole year for the football card market. And finally, every single week, we've actually probably had, well, not every week, but I know a couple of times we've had Kyler Murray and uh, Daniel Jones in our top three quarterbacks here or there, and there just aren't really any good cards that sell of theirs to be able to compare every week that are volatile because this other stuff is really just dependent on if one person wants to buy it. Like if someone wants to go buy an Origins autograph, they will, but it's not exactly the volatile prism type card that will switch each week based off of how they play. So thank you for that Panini giving us some cards uh, here soon enough that we'll, we'll be able to analyze each week and it will be more fun to talk about for Kyler Murray and Daniel Jones and maybe hopefully Dwayne Haskins if the Redskins can figure out what the heck they're doing with the football and uh, the games. Well said. I have nothing to add. <laughs> Mainly because I don't know anything about football card markets. But that is not true. Well, I know about quarterbacks. Yeah. I mean, well, not, 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 not like the, the markets, but like the cards in general. You're just saying what's releasing here and there. Yeah. I keep you on top of that. You know the market really well, though. I do know the quarterback market. I will admit that. <laughs> through long hours of looking at eBay. Well, with uh, that little release news uh, from Aaron, we will get into our good and bad quarterbacks of the week. Like always, we will have three good quarterbacks and three bad quarterbacks. The three bad quarterbacks are really fun this week. <laughs> They're trash. <laughs> I really, really enjoyed the bad quarterbacks this week. Um fans of the 2015 NFL draft will also enjoy the bad quarterbacks of the week. Um, and if you're a fan of young quarterbacks, uh, you will enjoy the good quarterbacks of the week. Uh, at least the top two, the third one, on the other hand, we'll get to them. All right. So should we start? Do we go three, two, one, Aaron, or one, two, one, two, three, we go three, two, one. No, three, one, well, normally we don't have an order. We just give it a little one, two, three action. Oh, yeah, let's do that. All right, so my first good quarterback of the week is Kyler Murray, who we just talked about. He went 27 for 37 for 348 yards, three touchdowns, and a 128.2 pass rating. Uh, he also added in, I don't have the number here, but I think it was like 30 rushing yards. All right, so 370 yards total for him is not bad at all. Uh, you would definitely like maybe a few more rushing yards because he is a, a from fantasy standpoint, dual threat quarterback. But a 340 yard day and three touchdowns is really really good and plus, nice sign of things to come. Plus the W. Plus the W. That is very true. We don't have any prices for him. Uh, for all of you listening, uh, like Aaron just said, he has a bunch of origins and stuff like that. That is just blah. Well, uh, nobody's going to buy Origins once Prism's out anyways. Yeah, um, really the, the cards they analyze are your Prism, your Optic, your Contenders, your National Treasures, Ricky Patriotos. Other than that, it's mostly just pick it up if you like it as a card here and there. I would never recommend to invest in Origins or Contenders, College, or any of that stuff. Uh, if we can get off on a tangent a little bit here, yeah, I've bit. noticed in my uh, – in my eBay searches every day, National Treasures just really doesn't seem worth it. See, see, here's the thing. National Treasures 
side sets, like the subsets, those do not sell very well at all. But you have to look at the true rookie patch autos on 99. That's where you get your Baker Mayfields for 5K, your Wentz for 3K, your Murray will be around 4K, whatever it might be. Uh, that's where the big dollars are. And then the variations of the true rookie patch autos. You get your NFL gear, small dual patch auto, and those don't really sell that well. But you got to focus on the high-end cards with that, which also makes it difficult because not everyone has 4K to drop, but a lot of people don't, which is why Prism is super fun and great. Prism's awesome. Cause but it has, has Patrick Mahomes, uh, true rookie patch autos for National Treasures, gone up at the same rate as his Prisms have? See, that would have to do some analysis on that. I do know that Mahomes' National Treasures are like 60K. So there's a little difference there, but I guess I haven't seen one, but yeah. So, so the point is, is that I know that um, the, so basically what happens is that the cheaper stuff's a lot more volatile because the barrier to entry is so much smaller because it's not the $60,000 card. But when you talk about the Mahomes card, you buy it for like $2,000 when he's about to start. And then two years later, you're looking at 60 K. So it's 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 a little higher risk, higher reward type of thing. But in the meantime, it, so like, you can say the same thing. You buy the Prism, uh, base rookie when he's not starting, I know. for two dollars, and now you're looking at two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, no, I, no, I know what you're saying, but then at that rate, you need to buy, you know, you need to buy a lot of them. Yeah, yes, and then it's a lot more management. It's just not something that a lot of people do i mean i know people do it and it works out well but it's just a little different you know yeah a lot more work mm-hmm. buy one card sit on it and uh make forty thousand dollars and only have to list one card yep versus buy. but if you're really into it the nice thing about buying the prisms is this like, like right now these first couple of weeks of the season we saw them go up from four hundred dollars to thirteen hundred dollars at one point now they're back down to 950 for a psa 10 prison rookie of mahomes the nice thing is, is that in that three-week stretch, it'd be a lot easier to sell one of your Prism PSA 10 rookies for $1,200 than it would to sell your Mahomes RPA. And the other thing is, is that there's not even really a, a, a completed sales market for those. So it's really what someone's willing to pay for it, which is also sometimes why you don't see the same percent increases because it just comes down to who's willing to spend that much money and at what time versus there's always PSA 10 prism rookies selling. So it's really easy to see what you'll get for it. So I'm, I, I think I'm definitely on the old uh, prism bandwagon. I'm also on the prism bandwagon with Kyler Murray too. I'm really excited for his prism rookies to come out with those boxes that came out today. Um, it's, I feel like that this is going to be a really good release just because for myself, it's been not so much fun tracking Daniel Jones and Kyler Murray without anything to really go off of. So I'm very excited to start to see some cards sell. Granted, there won't be any PSA 10s for a little bit, but uh, at least we can look at the the numbered refractors and silvers and stuff because, I mean, you can track the base, but tracking a base ungraded rookie isn't the most fun. So there you have it. Look out for Prism Kyler Murray's, and then hopefully in the future when he has another 340-yard and three-touchdown day, we will be able to give you some price trends. Uh, Number two this week – on the good list is Sam Darnold. Finally. Now I, have eat, I have to eat a little crow. I I think I harassed a lot of people for <laughs> before the season for saying Sam Darnold is good when we didn't know anything about him. 
and he uh, <clears throat> he finally had a good week. Well, finally he was able to play more so. <laughs> well, yeah, he was able to play. He had mono, mono, mono struck him down. Um, I saw something funny where somebody was like, uh, Sam Darnold went to a Rutgers party and kissed everyone he could so that he'd get mono so that people would realize how bad the Jets are without him. <laughs> I love how it's specifically Rutgers. Yep. Um, but Sam Darnold, 23 for 32, which is what, like 67%, something like that. Mm-hmm. A little bit better. Uh 338 yards, two touchdowns, a pick, and a 113.8 passer rating. Um, a, a, Just a nice – I mean, n- nothing to write home about. Not like amazing week, but a nice week for his first week back from Ottawa and uh, just a nice showing. Well, especially because it was awesome watching them beat the Cowboys. That That's was, also true. That was sweet. That was my favorite part about the entire thing. Though it makes so- the uh, – Packers win against the Cowboys a little bit less. Yeah, it does. The um, nice nice thing is is that it's not like that we have to think about that with the NFL versus college football, where every week I'm like, oh, I need Iowa to beat Michigan, so when we play Iowa, it looked better when we beat them, you know, because then it comes down to committees and playoff rankings versus here. It's like you just got to get your Ws and move on. Yep, that's true. No matter how you get them, even if it's through the assistance of refs. <laughs> It still counts. I had someone message me on Instagram right after the game. Sorry, brief tangent. I posted on this on our story. I was like, well, a win's a win, I guess. I said, thanks, refs. I had a Michigan kid message me. He's like, you guys didn't win. He's like, you guys should have a tie on your record because I'm like, well, I'm looking at the win column right now. It says we're five and one, so I think it counted. Yep. <laughs> it, might, it might not have deserved to count, but it counted. Just like in 2014 when Brandon Bostic uh, – fumble the onside kick and then the Seahawks scored a touchdown and we lost yeah that's so stupid in my mind we should have had a win but Brandon Bostic happened and we lost and didn't get to go to the Super Bowl so that was one of the most one of the most brutal Wisconsin sports things I've watched including this year's wild card game yep (laughs) so getting to Sam Darnold's prices oh I got those so this is for a Prism Base PSA 10. Reminder, these used to be worth 35, went up to 100 uh, right before the season. After all the mono and stuff and not playing, these dropped to around 50. So good on you if you bought when they hit the low point um, with his uh, sickness and stuff and sitting out. Because now two days ago, after that win against the Cowboys, they're up to $70. And... For someone who didn't play at all during the season so far, I'd expect – Well, this... he played week one. Well, I know. I'd... I just just wanted to point it out. He did? Yeah, he played week one. Okay, I just couldn't really remember. Okay, well, he played week one. So, he's played two games. My point is, is that this market will be a lot easier to recover than one of Baker Mayfield's. When you only played two games and – you were out with a sickness and then you come back and you play well versus playing bad for four straight weeks. Uh, this will be a lot easier to recover than Baker's. So I don't know what the potential in these cards are. Um, honestly, the 2018 prison based rookies are a lot less lack, uh, less. They're just less exciting than the 2016 and 2017 because those, the base rookies were silvers. And honestly, I think that that just makes them like, 
50 times more perceived value to the random person. So really it's hard to gauge potential. Like I can't look at Deshaun Watson and say, okay, those are now worth $300 and say Sam Darnold could be worth 150. It's just hard to tell because they're different, different cards and stuff. But, um, you know, it might be easier to get up to a hundred dollars in Baker is right now. So that's something to look at. And then number three on our good section this week, not very exciting for investment purposes, but I couldn't leave him off because he had the best week of everyone and just a really, really good week. <laughs> Matt Ryan went 30 for 36 for 356 yards, four touchdowns, a 144.9 passer rating, and a loss. To Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. <laughs> to Kyler Murray and the Cardinals by one point, I believe. Yep, and I don't know if you saw, but Matt Bryant missed an extra point as they scored right at the end of the game. I saw oh. it live, and I oh, felt yeah. I felt so bad for Matt Bryant. It was brutal. 34-33. Well, not all the old kickers can be good like Mason Crosby. That was awesome. <laughs> also, oh. I did not know that Matt Ryan's stats were that good this week. That's oh, crazy. 30-36. Yeah. for 36. Four touchdowns. Just a, a great week. And also, I know this is only a – you have his prices here. Yep. I will I will admit that this is a one-sample sample size here. So, it only takes one person willing to pay that buy-it-now price. But yeah. you can cover it, Aaron. So, 2008 was Matt Ryan's rookie year. This is quite some time ago. Probably actually the furthest back we've covered in a week weekly recap for the NFL. Uh, normally, we're out here talking about prism and optic and whatnot. Um, but we're actually talking about Topps Chrome rookie autograph of Matt Ryan sticker auto. This was actually my favorite set of all time because it's what got me uh, really into cards was 2008 Topps. And on September 22nd, a PSA 9 sold for $155. Then on September 28th, one sold for a raw one sold for $100 at the auction. And then yesterday, one sold for a 150 buy it now. So it's kind of tough with this because when you go this far back, it's not like we have consistent PSA 10 sales that we can track between Darnold and Baker and Deshaun and Carson Wentz and all those guys. Uh, it's a lot harder to gauge a card market. And it's really these one-off things where you get someone who's either hoping that they continue it through the season or they, you know, see him as a hall of fame candidate one day when you're looking at like your Matt Ryan's and your Phillip rivers and your Drew Brees and stuff. Um, it's a lot less buying for, for hype. It's more buying for, maybe a strategic play that someone might have, or just because they collect the cards and they really like them. So normally we won't see much price movement uh, with these guys unless it's over like a year or two. And I don't, I don't know about you, but Matt Ryan just doesn't feel like a hall of famer to me. Oh yeah. I know. I know that people are probably going to like, you know, by the end of his career, look at his stats and try to argue for it. But like while watching him play, I don't feel like that I'm watching a hall of famer. Yeah. Ben Roethlisberger. Yes. Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, yes, 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 yes. Philip Rivers, probably no. He's Philip Rivers, maybe. It's it's a lot close. It's closer, but he's he like to me, it's more Hall of Famer than Matt Ryan. Eli Manning, Matt Ryan, Joe Flacco, no. I bet you Eli Manning somehow finds his way in. If he's oh, no, well, moving on. I can't get into that. <laughs> Let's get into our bad section uh, before Eli Manning leaves a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> uh, very fun section this week. 
Um, our top two guys are from the top two picks from the 2015 draft. Uh, um, and then our third guy is a major disappointment that I wanted the Packers to trade for to be our backup. And now I'm glad we didn't because he is real bad. <laughs> uh, number one, famous Jameis. I'm pretty sure Jameis Winston has been like the most popular guy on our bad list week to week. Yeah. Uh, he's been here multiple times. And he has gone 30 for 54 for 400 yards, which I guess if you like good round numbers, 400 yards is then um, one of the best numbers you can get for passing yards, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, one touchdown, five interceptions, seven sacks, a 46.8 passer rating, and supposedly supposedly blindness. Because <laughs> the he was squinting at the scoreboard like he couldn't see it. So people think he needs glasses and it just isn't getting them. And that's why he's throwing interceptions. I, I also looked up about fumbles this week and he actually fumbled twice, but I think both were recovered by the Buccaneers, but still could have been turnovers. <laughs> could have had potentially seven turnovers along with seven sacks. <laughs> it's crazy. Also something other crazy is that uh, for fantasy purposes, I'd always look at Charles Godwin when I was drafting this year and a friend would draft Chris. him. Sorry, Chris. Nice. And a friend would draft him and I'd be like, you know, he might be good, but I think Jameis is so bad. There's no way I'd draft him. And here Jameis is very bad each week. He's always on our bad week, except for one week. He had some, a good week on a Thursday night. However, Chris Godwin is the best receiver in fantasy right now. And I passed him for the reason that is still happening, but it's still working out, which is wild. And therein lies why I am better than you at fantasy. Because you have Chris Godwin? No. (laughs) I knew you did. All right. So, Jameis, terrible. We don't really have to cover his prices if you don't want. They're the same. Yeah. The cards I could find. It's it's like at this point, you like the player and you'll buy a card. Who's actually going to buy Jameis Winston because they want to invest some money in him? Yeah. Nobody... Nobody is investing in him and nobody's spending actual money on him. So there's no real point in getting into his, in, in, into his money. Uh, he's just, he's, he's, he's bad. To throw out some valuation though on him as top screen blue refractor rookie, thinking of numbered out 150 uh, is worth $6. So you think of a prism numbered out 150 of say Josh Allen and that thing is worth, you know, 50 bucks. So really yep. bad. <laughs> yeah. Really bad. Uh, but he's not the only 2015 draft pick that's bad. Marcus Mariota, also bad. Really bad. <laughs> very, very bad. Seven for 18 for 63 yards. Two interceptions, three sacks, and a 9.5 pass rating. And one benching <laughs> to Ryan Dolphins didn't even want me Tannehill. I was going to say one pine spot. <laughs> the Dolphins, the Dolphins, who are the worst team in the world, got rid of Ryan Tannehill. And Marcus Mariota got benched for Ryan Tannehill. I always wanted Mariota to be good because I thought he's exciting at Oregon and stuff, but he's just not good. No. No, he is not. Um, and... I bet you Ryan Tannehill starts next week 
and then they're like, oh, this is terrible. And they go back to Marcus Mariota and then Mark Mariota has like a really good week. And they're like, yes, finally, because Mariota always does that random good week. And then a couple terrible weeks and then a random good week that you can just dream on and then terrible weeks and then a random good week again. Yeah. Like Mariota was at our top three quarterbacks for week one, I think this year. Yeah. So there's always that week that you can dream on. And I'm sure there's, he's going to have a week near the end of the season. He'll be a free agent. And then some team will be like, you know what? Did you see that week 15? There's something there in Marcus Mariota that we can tap into. And they give him like two years and $20 million. And then he gets released after year one. I'll I'll throw out some names here that that sounds like Matt Flynn and Mike Glennon. Yeah. So, (laughs) except neither of those guys were uh, as highly touted. Oh, right. Remember when Mike Glennon got signed a three or $45 million contract from the Bears? How could one forget? <laughs> and then they draft Trubisky, who's terrible too. <laughs> How could one forget that either? Uh, draft him second. Mahomes is, goes 10th. Deshaun goes 12th. Yep. But at the same time, as a Bears fan, you just have to move on because you, you can't get grumpy about it. You can't change it. So and as a Packers fan, I can, the next guy. I can laugh at it every time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Mariota, like Winston, Prices are nothing. Mm-hmm. It's same the same blue wave that we talked about for Winston, top scrolling blue wave. Uh, Mariota's went last one went for four dollars. I wonder what they went for when they were rookies. That would be an interesting thing when we recap some checklists later. Yeah, because that had to been really really high. Well, both these two, I remember. I used to that was right towards the end of uh, when I was doing football because I was collecting Melvin Gordon really hard out of this draft class. Um, those two guys were selling for a lot. I was picking up Topps, Chrome, Melvin Gordon, who I actually made a ton of money on. Because um, I bought him when he wasn't playing very well that, first, that rookie season, and then he had a really good second season, and I did very well in that. So Marcus Mariota, trash. Ryan Tannehill, trash. Uh, Titans have a pretty good defense, but that offense is in trouble. Yeah. But we, it'll, I, I think Tannehill should probably be a little bit better for like a guy like AJ Brown and stuff. So we'll see. Maybe those uh, secondary, you know, AJ Brown and uh, Corey, Corey Davis. Davis. And then number three, we have Josh Rosen. Chosen and Rosen, baby. He is in the same. He's in the same boat as Marcus Mariota. He got benched this week for Ryan Fitzpatrick. The same week where they said they were making Josh Rosen their full-time starter, he got benched. <laughs> they were like, nope, don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if they want Ryan Tannehill back. Probably. Because Josh Rosen was bad. Now, Josh Rosen really doesn't have any – Kenyon Drake's his best offensive weapon. True. That basically says all you need to know. But he went 15 for 25 for 85 yards, two interceptions, five sacks, and a 32.9 passer rating. Just not good. No, that's really bad. Not as, uh, not as not bad good. as Mariota. Well, it's pretty close. Both of them are really bad. They, they were both really bad. They're both really, really bad. Uh, at least he was over a 50% completion percentage. Mariota was well under that. True. So, uh, but Josh Rosen, he hasn't shown anything yet this year. 
you know, his weapons on offense are probably comparable to Josh Allen's. And yet Josh Allen is actually doing stuff somewhat uh, considering what he has to throw to John Brown and Zay Jones. Zay, no, Zay Jones got traded to the Raiders. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so John Brown. So John Brown. <laughs> um, and Josh Allen is doing stuff and Josh Rosen is not. Yeah. And for his card prices, Nate here listed down a blue scope prism Ricky auto numbered on 99 PSA 10, $60 and a red, white, and blue prism autograph, $90, which I know are short print to like 13 or less. 11, I believe. 11. I'm assuming you listed these just to show how much people were listed. They were both on like the 14th and 15th of October after his game. Just to show that, like, some of his nicest stuff. A blue scope auto out of 99, PSA 10, and an auto out of 11. You could get combined for $150. And honestly, that seems a little high for how he's playing this year, even though he's on a team that's crap, so. Oh, yeah, I would not have paid $150 for those two cards. No, I'd be like, all right, 50 bucks, maybe. <laughs> like, if you, are, if you are a fan of Josh Rosen, then sure. Mm-hmm. But you're probably not going to get your money back. No. And if you do, it will take a while because that team is so bad, there's no way that they're going to be good next year. No. So, so I would – have like, They don't have somebody like uh, Jalen Ramsey to trade away and get two first-round picks in the next two years to really right. catapult their team forward. You know, if you make four good first-round picks in the next two years, uh, you're going to be really in really good shape going forward. They don't have that benefit. I actually think that they do have like three first round picks next year. What'd they get for Minka Fitzpatrick? They got a first round pick for him. And then they also got a first round pick for Laramie Tunzel and Kenny Stills. Oh, that's right. Okay. Well, Hey, you make some good choices. You're right back into it. Maybe they go top heavy on wide receiver. Well, they need a lot. (laughs) Well, also though, if you think about it, um, that kid out of Alabama, he is supposed to be really, really good. I don't remember his name, so I apologize. But no, no, no. I'm talking wide receiver. Oh, well, really what they should do is draft one of the top quarterbacks. And well, just they, should draft, they should draft two and they should draft their receiver, then bang. There you go. Also, they yeah, have – the left tackle. Grab they, left have, tackle. they have the Dolphins – well, obviously they have their own pick – and then they have the Steelers for that Minka Fitzpatrick trade, and the Steelers are not very good, even though they surprisingly beat the Chargers this week. Yep. So, and then they have the Texans who are three and two or four and two. So, yeah, so that's going to be later on. So yeah. that's probably going to be your second or third best wide receiver in the draft. Maybe they get him mm-hmm. or a offensive lineman type of thing. But they yeah. should definitely shore up that offense. See if they yeah. can't do anything uh, with Kenny and Drake too, because he's a decent running back. Just yeah, he has nothing around him. Yeah, no, he, he's not bad at all. Yeah. Um, so that concludes our good and bad section. Uh, we'll finish this podcast. I would just like to say that we should have brought up the, brought up the trades from yesterday. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Marcus Peters. those of you that don't know, uh, Marcus Peters got traded to the Ravens for Kenny Young, who is a fourth-round linebacker from 2018. Um and a fourth round pick 
Yeah, it was some some something some like that. And then the Rams proceeded. Oh, the Rams also traded for a uh, offensive lineman from the Browns. I forget his name. Um, that was a second round pick in 2018, the 33rd overall pick. They traded him to the Rams because the Rams need some healthy bodies on that offensive line. And then the Rams later that day uh, picked up Jalen Ramsey for a 2020 first round pick, a 2021 first round pick, and a 2021 fourth round pick, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like it from the Jaguars standpoint. Uh, Jalen Ramsey didn't want to play there, so get a couple picks. Um, a couple first round picks, uh, and the Rams aren't as good as they have been in years past. They might not even make the playoffs, so that pick might be pretty good this year. And then also from the Rams standpoint, uh, my brother brought this up to me. The Rams just got the best cornerback in the league, arguably the best cornerback in the league for a division that has no good wide receivers or no number one wide receivers. Christian Kirk's the best wide receiver on the Cardinals. The- Cardinals, and he plays mostly in the slot. Tyler Larry Lockett. Fitz- Larry Fitzgerald's the second best, and he plays mostly in the slot. Uh, Tyler Lockett, who's fine, but he's no, you know, he's not a top-tier guy. He's not a second-tier guy. And then you have um, uh, uh, who in the world is the third team? Debo Samuel on the 49ers. Oh. Yeah, Debo Samuel. Like, it's it's a barren wasteland of wide receivers. So why did you need Jalen Ramsey to help your team win games? Doesn't make any sense to me. Obviously they don't play they don't play their division every single game of the year. They only play them six times. Um but it still seems like they could have grabbed an offensive lineman somewhere or something. Mm-hmm. It would have been a better help to that team than trading Marcus Peters away and grabbing Jalen Ramsey. Right. Makes sense. So that's my two thoughts. We will end this podcast with the uh, uh, game of the week. We're each going to pick a game of the week and tell you why we like it for week eight. Uh, so, Aaron, you want to go first? Yeah. I'm looking at a noon game on Sunday. First off, I'm going to the Packer game this Sunday, which I'm very excited about. But that's not my game of the week because they're playing the Raiders. My game of the week is noon on Sunday, Central Time. Texans at Colts, which is a huge AFC South matchup. Um, obviously, all eyes are on Deshaun Watson right now going forward. They're playing a very tough Colts defense. And if Watson has a third straight good week, I would expect to see similar explosions in pricing of Watson to Mahomes. Not saying that they're going to go up to $1,300, but that they're going to go from now 280 today to $500 if he has a good week and they beat the Colts in Indianapolis. Well, it's, it is Jacoby Brissett, a quarterback. He's actually played okay, but that defense is really good, and it's in Indianapolis. So my eyes will be on that game. I'll be tracking it while at the Packer game because Deshaun Watson is for real, and he is super fun to watch, and I'm very excited for that game. And I hope that the Texans win and Deshaun Prism, Prisms go up to 500 because we had a lot of people – who we're looking at them around $50 to $100. So I hope that those people do well. All right. And for me, and I will make a brief correction, I said week eight. I meant week seven. So nobody get confused by that. We're talking week seven of the NFL. And my choice is Ravens-Seahawks. 
Obviously, there's an Eagles-Cowboys game that is more important for division uh, rights, but the Ravens-Seahawks is just a much more interesting game to me. On one hand, you have Russell Wilson, who is, for my money, the MVP um, to start the year. He has like 14 touchdown passes on the year, something like that, zero interceptions, has the highest passer rating, has been leading his team two victories. Um, he's looked amazing. And then you have the Ravens where Lamar Jackson has looked really good. Defense has been pretty good. It's, it's a real, it's a real uh, big game for them. You know, a lot of the games they've won this year are against kind of weak teams. The Ravens beat uh, the Cincinnati last week, and then they beat uh, the Steelers week before that. So those two teams aren't very good, right? Then they lost the Browns, who the Browns are pretty average this year. And then they lost the Chiefs. But then they beat the Cardinals, and they beat the Dolphins, right? So their wins are against pretty mediocre teams. So this is a big prove-it game for the Ravens. And Lamar Jackson, hopefully. And Lamar Jackson. So I am excited to see what they can do against the Seahawks. And then next week, they have the Patriots. Oh, wait, no, not the Patriots. They have a bye. They have a bye. And then they have the Patriots. So their next two games are Seahawks, Patriots, um, and then they get the Bengals again three weeks later, but then they get the Texans. So three of their next four games are really hard games. So we're really going to be looking for Lamar Jackson to prove that he can play against good teams. Yeah. And I'm hope, excited about. hope he does it. I know he can. Yes, sir. All right. Well, with that, we end our week six NFL recap. I hope you all enjoyed um, this. I hope if you haven't checked out the others, go check those out. Always a little good nuggets information in there. Um, If you haven't done so, I think this would be a good time to plug this in. Uh, If you like cards but don't have time to look stuff up or don't trust yourself on who to buy, we do an eBay list every single morning of cards that we really like um, or uh, for auctions. Um, that you don't have to ever look the guys up. We send the links to you. You can click on them. You can watch them from there when they end. And then uh, just cuts out cuts out time for you. And maybe if you're not comfortable with who you're buying, you can kind of get a little bit of our knowledge through that. And then also we will send out every once in a while, and this is mainly Aaron, he will send out Buy It Now Best Offer links, which are good for he goes through and if he sees a – card that is $20, $30 under comp, you know, or thinks you can offer on it and get a good price, um, he'll send it out. And those are always generally, you know, you save, you know, 20, 30 bucks uh, per card, which is a pretty good deal. Um, yeah. So. And speaking of that, I'll actually just toss this out there. Sent one out today. Uh, and I, this is basketball uh, cards that we're talking about right here. Jalen Brown uh, of the Celtics. Sent out two Prism Silver Rookie PSA 10s, $125 buy it now. There are two available. And the last comp on them were $145. So save $20 on each card. Um, you know, you hold them into the season. He has a couple of good games, and you can look at even more profit from there. And I also sent out some Deshaun Watsons that uh, people enjoyed today as well. Uh, if, you're, if you're listening to this and you're like, 
I like this, and I'd like to be investing in quarterbacks or basketball or baseball, uh, take a moment to check that out. You can get a free, a free week of, uh, and then um, if you like it, you know, maybe we can work something out. So, otherwise, uh, Aaron, you got any uh, news on what we got later this week? Yeah, we got NBA preview podcast on Friday. Big time. Really excited about that. Zion cards are going crazy, and you know we'll be talking about that on Friday. Perfect. I might bring my brother into that. So oh, we'll love it. For yeah. sure have him on. All right. Well, look forward to a week uh, for the NBA preview podcast on Friday. Um, other than that, we got Instagram posts going up every week, and then the Sunday slab on Sunday. If you have not signed up for that, now would be a great time. It's uh, fun, informational a little tidbit about cards and stats and tweets of the week from the previous week, along with a small $5 trivia question at the end. Um, Aaron really enjoys putting it together. He puts a lot of time into it. So it'd mean a lot to us if you could go on to slabsocks.com and put your email in and we'll get that out to you every Sunday. All right. Well, from me, Nate, uh, thank you for letting me uh, host this again. I enjoyed it. I know Aaron enjoys it every week. And we hope you listen to us again next week.